You're listening to a Rev FM production podcast. Welcome to Pastors Live, the show that discusses things of the Bible and current events for people who love to laugh. And now, the hosts who answer questions with more questions, it's Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey, everybody. Hey, it's Friday, January 5th. And um, yeah, still not snowing. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just. I'm not <laughs> like, like it's just not trying real hard. Of course, for all it's I, coming. for all I, for all I know, since we sat down, it's so cold in this dude. For all I know, there's three feet of snow outside now. But uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, winter's not trying real hard. People messing with me, like you need to stop doing that. I'm like, we need the water. Uh, so we need, we need a little bit of water up we in the do. mountains. So because uh, I, I really appreciated this last year. That um, did you notice we didn't get smoked in, yeah. right? Right, because we're in these we're in this we're in the Snake River Valley, right? We man, as soon as that that smoke gets in that cold air, and it drops down right on top of us. And man, I was so glad to have a year that was so wet, everything was green, and we didn't have fire everywhere. So mm-hmm. uh, I was really thankful for that. Hey, it is January fifth. So use 5th, some more for this so, year. Yeah, we yeah. can. So winter, bring it. Come on. Bring it. Yep, that's right. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, uh, part of our readings today, and then Woo-hoo. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 23 through 27. Uh, then we have Psalm 5, Genesis 5, as we're reading through the Bible today. And we do want to invite you to come out and join us for services this weekend, Saturday night at 7, Sunday morning at 9 and 11. And tonight is Ladies' Night Out, so we enjoy uh, inviting the ladies out for Ladies' Night Out. And then also... Tomorrow morning, we have a men's breakfast, so we invite you guys to come out and join us for that. And both of those are studies in the book of James, so read ahead, come on out. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. Looking forward to that. Got Mm. busy, busy weekend here this weekend. Uh, We got weddings, we've got Bible studies, we've got all kinds of stuff. Uh, Jumping in again to Acts, looking at uh, Stephen's message in the book of Acts as he begins to basically share... In some ways, what Jesus shared with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, right? The, the whole picture of who Jesus is from the Bible. So looking forward to that. And we do have some comments and questions. If you have some, Pastors Live at the Rev.fm, Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. We got great so, guys in the studio today. We got Dave. Hey, God bless you guys. We've got Steve. Howdy. We got Gary. Hey, guys. And everybody else is AWOL. So, hey, Pastor uh, Ty. Well, so you're not AWOL, Ty. Pastor no, no. Ty. Uh, no, I'm here. No. That's right. Okay, you're not I Pastor am here. AWOL. You're Pastor Ty. Yeah, that's right. And and you know what? We've got Bob's big boy and we've got let's, Spuds there. Let's, a big shout out to Shane and Gabby. The yeah. The reasons we're just kind of giving Shane a little bit of uh, reentry time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little reentry. Had a great, great uh, time of ministry in Africa in Burundi, and uh, can't wait to have him in studio sharing some of those stories with our listeners. But uh, keep, keep Shane and, and Gabby in yeah. prayer because they, should, yeah. be back, they uh, should be back with us next Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. you know, it's always a, a little. Um, not even just the jet lag, the, some of the culture shock too, going back sure. and forth. You know, so takes a little time to reenter. So, hey, listen, tight. Yesterday we were. I, I wanted to point something out, and we. I forget how we got off of it, but in Psalm four, yesterday Psalm four uh, said to the chief musician on Neganoth, a psalm of David. Neganoth means to strike. To stri- and so I'm trying to figure out, is that like, you know, the Irish, we have the barom, uh, which is like a drum, kind of hand drum. Right. But you, uh, at Christmas time, you were playing the um, the xylophone. Um, 
Well, those were just those were actually yeah, they were actually they were actually student bells. They were actually just student bells. They they're supposed to represent like a glockenspiel. So, there you go. Yeah. Glockenspiel is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So I I don't do you have you ever looked that up? What a neganoth is? It's it's an instrument that is struck. Uh, you know, um, I would have to uh, sit down with it and do some research. But historically speaking, um, there are thousands of instruments that are struck yeah so it's interesting and we're talking this about a something particular that's one well and and here here you have one that is is being shared about in hebrew um most most music education programs in the world are not in hebrew unless you're actually in israel so i have no well, idea what that instrument just wait, is in to, any way, today psalm 5 is to the chief musician upon or Nehaloth, which is flutes. The word means flutes. I look these up, but I don't. I mean, I know what a flute is. I know obviously this so, is going to be some kind of a wind instrument. But the the one that to strike, I just it intrigued me yesterday. I, I was I should have brought it up yesterday and given you guys time to look it up. Are, anyway, are you are you talking about the you're talking about the string instrument that's in Psalm chapter four? It's a string instrument. Is what. What we what is the most common translation of neganoth? Yeah, the word itself means to strike. So, if it, are they striking the strings? I don't know what that. It's interesting to me. In any case, I just I I love that David is writing these songs and saying, "Hey, this is going to feature." this instrument or that instrument. I just thought, I'm sitting here with a couple of musicians, you and Steve, and uh, I just find those kinds of things interesting. Are you talking about the root word? Because the yes. word it's because the root because the word itself is is it it is defined as a string instrument. Um, but it might be a struck string instrument. Mm-hmm. And so if that would be the case, I don't know in what way it's struck. Is it is it plucked? Is it like a harpsichord, which it's pulled? It's still a, it's yeah. a plucking, which is different than a striking. So that's why I, yeah. I just uh, it's yeah a, yeah it's I don't think it's a, I don't necessarily think it's a hammered instrument unless it is a hammered string instrument, and I don't know what that instrument might be from that time. David was pretty famous for um, he he was like um, uh, come on who's our uh, musician Sting. Sting, you know, he loves world music, and he will go all around the world and and study different styles of music and bring it into his music, right? I mean, he's pretty pretty famous for that. And David did the same thing, like when he was in Gath, uh, you know, then he plays the, the crazy man, but then later on we find out that he brought an instrument back to Israel from Gath. Uh, that he had picked up there. And it just reminds me of you guys, you know. It's like, oh, I bought another guitar. Oh, really? Or I bought a mandolin. Oh, I bought some more drums. I'm like, you musicians are crazy people. And David seems to be that kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. He, oh, look, there's another instrument. I'm going to bring yep. that back. Well, yeah, I, th- I think what we you do realize is that uh, I always get frustrated, and we have this conversation from time to time where people are like, it's not... It's not biblical to use instruments, and <laughs> and I have a tendency to I have a tendency to lean back on that and go, okay, share with me your position on that and tell me why. And a lot of times the argument is an argument of omission. In other words, because we don't see them in the New Testament, therefore we shouldn't use them. the The problem is, um, you you have to look at the totality of the Scripture, because we have the whole Bible. 
And Psalm 150 is pretty clear. Psalm 150 is trumpets and tambourines mm-hmm. and cymbals and harp and flute. and I mean, we're going to use, you know. And, and loud. If, uh, oh, yeah, and loud, too. Crashing Psalm, cymbals. Psalms you know, are so. pretty clear that God likes his music loud. Well, he likes his music loud. Uh, he, 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 he does. And, and I, I always mm-hmm. appreciate it because as, as I look at that as a musician, I go, man, if there's an instrument, I can use it for the glory of God. And I, there was a, Dave, I don't know if you have, have you been over into the music department at ISU? I have not. So they have a little, they have a little museum on the main floor outside of Gorenson Hall. And every once in a while they have to uh, clean them. They have to clean all the instruments. Sure. And they have lyres and they have, I mean, they have old, old instruments in there. And I remember one day there was a guy named Trevor and they were cleaning them. And as they were cleaning them, he was playing every one of them. Oh, he would he was tuning them and playing them, and everybody's looking at him like, "How do you know how to play all these things?" And this is what he said, and I'll never forget this. He goes, he goes, uh, "Well, I'm the I'm the I'm the musician. That's an instrument. That's wood, steel, strings. It's brass, whatever. I'm the one that makes music. They don't make music. I make music with them." And he just had this attitude. I didn't know an instrument the man couldn't play. Interesting. He was he was the first person that encouraged me to be a multi instrumentalist. So because I was going to school for music education, he says, don't just learn how to teach them, learn how to play them. He says, because you're the musician. And if you can, if you have an ear, you can pick up any instrument and figure it out. <laughs> and that was his, you know, he's playing instruments that are, you know, you know, a thousand years old. And he's, he picks it up, he tunes it, plays it. And you're like, and he's making music on modern music on it. So like you said about Sting, right? Right. Drawing it all together, which I thought was really, really great. Um, But of course, you know what my favorite part about the new heaven and new earth is, is that all that's going to be redeemed. Mm -hmm. Music will be redeemed. Yeah. Uh, Music and creation will be redeemed because he's going to make all things new. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit yesterday, but we had a a question that came in about that I love that, that, Derek, because I I heard the sounds of harpists harping. I mean, you hear that, you read that in Revelation, you know? And that's not complaining that you didn't pick your socks up. That's actually playing music. But, but, you know, I mean, that's the thing, right? Jesus is pray like this in Matthew 6, and then he, part of the prayer is, uh, as in heaven, so on earth. Well, what are they doing in heaven? They're playing and making music with instruments and their voices. Uh-huh. So that's that's God's will in heaven. Then how about can we say that's God's will on earth? Jesus said, as in heaven, so on earth. Hey, if they're making music in heaven, I think we should make music on earth using instruments. Anyway, right. I just find yeah. it interesting. I love that stuff when you go through the Psalms and you you see the different instruments that David was uh, was uh, incorporating into music. Okay, uh, we have a question from Chrissy. It's a little bit lengthy, um, but I, I some of her conclusions are interesting, so I want to read it to you guys real quick. Uh, she goes, you know, I've always wondered and hoped about animals that lived on earth. Will they be in heaven? And I realize that we always talk about context, context, context. And then she says, I, I wonder where I've heard that before. <laughs> but she says, in Revelation 21.5, am I taking things out of context to think that that could possibly mean, when he says all things, it could include animals? And in uh, Revelation 21.5, in Revelation 21.5, he says, behold, I make all things new. So she's like, I wonder if that means our, our animals that lived on earth, maybe he'll remake them for us in heaven kind of thing. She goes, there's other references 
that I've read that could possibly indicate this as well, but I don't want to bend the word just for my own desired interpretation. Instead, I would greatly appreciate a a biblically-based explanation. Thank you. And she referenced Isaiah 65 and Isaiah 11 and other references as well. And Christy, just really quickly, the Isaiah references are dealing with the millennial kingdom here on earth, where the wolf and the lamb will lie down together, where a child will be playing around an asp's hole, and oh, look, that cute little snake coming up out of the hole, and the kid picks it up and plays with it, and no harm is done kind of thing. Um that really is referencing, and Pastor Ty, you talked about it the other day, that um, uh, the millennial reign, the millennial kingdom will be uh, Edenic, well, like going back to Eden, mm-hmm. um, where the relationship between nature and man will be restored. But <clears throat> when it talks about God making all things new, and you you referenced it yesterday, Ty, um that there'll be a new heaven and a new earth as well. Um, he's going to make all things new. Um, so her question is, earthly animals in heaven, what are your thoughts? Does that relate? What about Steve? What do you think when he says he's going to make all things new? Does that mean that Fluffy and Fido are going to be in heaven? Could it mean that? I, I don't know. get I guess it could mean that. I don't. I don't see that when I read that, though. In the I context, you right? Know, that's not where it goes. Right. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, I you know, I know there'll be animals because there's gonna be horses. There's gonna sure. be horses. Yep, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to see Fluffy and my past pets there, but yep. I mean, the main thing is though, when you know, I won't be too worried about that because when we're in His glory, it's not gonna mm-hmm. matter. But, but. <laughs> I would like to see for some fluffies. people. For some people, <laughs> number one, I want to see the lamb, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I, I want to see the thing. lamb, <laughs> right? I yeah. want to see Jesus. We're, yeah, we're more concerned about seeing lamb than fluffy. However, yeah, um, there. I think there's a cosmological disconnect for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so what I mean by that is, um, you know, Dave, you were talking about the 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 putting everything back together with God with man and nature but it's man nature and god it's all of course everything put back well, together right that's that's what the millennial kingdom is yeah mm-hmm. well well this even beyond the millennial kingdom that's yep. the new heaven and the new earth yep. everything's restored yep. so if we go back to genesis right and so if you go back to genesis god creates a good world and he brings and he, he makes this beautiful garden and he puts man in it to tend it and says, hey, I want you to do it my way. They decide they're going to do wisdom their own way. They eat of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, and they're kicked out. God promises a savior. But the issue is the redemp- It's it's we, we have a tendency to we say, oh, Jesus died for our sins. But he died to redeem everything. And that's what the scroll is in Revelation, right? That we, we talk about that, that, like the title deed to the earth, so to speak. Um, and so there's this bigger picture of redemption and so it, everything comes back so when there's a new heaven and a new earth and all things are redeemed uh it's it's you know i was i was like oh is that the word all there is that an english thing no the word all is there it's that encompassing word um for all and so yeah he, all things are made new but what does that mean all things are made new and of course there is that perspective does that mean um, all my animals, all my pets, all my fish. I mean, I, I had fish when I was a kid. So does that mean all my fish are 
going to be made new and put in the new heaven and the new earth. I, I can't answer that question. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to even lay that question at yeah. a theological space to just say, well, look, I, for, it's for a, you, yeah. it's your animals. And for the guy next to you, it's his cars. And for the other guy, it's all the properties he's ever owned. I mean, where does that thinking stop? Well, and I think we come back to, I, I think we could actually maybe answer the question from first John chapter two, verses 15 through 17, right? Because that's where the, the idea of the love of this world, right? We're supposed to cast that off. We're not supposed to love the world and the things of this world because the world's passing away. So it's kind of like the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So um, if, you know, what is your, you, you said something about your, your grandmother because um, you asked a question about your dog, right. right, being in heaven, right? And I think that's a, it's an interesting way to not answer the question because uh, we were talking about that before that well, we, the mics I mean, went on. But yeah, yeah, we know that heaven. What is what is heaven? Right, heaven is the presence of God. It's it's being in in His in His presence. It's it's the bliss of joy. It's right? the, yeah. the fullness of joy. The Bible says, "In His presence there is fullness of joy." And I asked my grandmother, a very godly godly woman, when I was a kid probably 12 years old, you know, and I wanted to know if if my dog, Skip, was going to be in heaven. And her answer was, now, David, God knows exactly what it's going to take to make you happy in heaven, to have that fullness of joy. And that's what's going to be in heaven. <laughs> so, as you say, it was sort of a, a good way of answering without giving the answer. In other words, what is it that is actually going to give you fullness of joy? If being in the presence of God is not enough, then, you know, <laughs> something's amiss with our theology. On the other hand, if being in the presence of God means that he says, I want you to have skip, I want you to have your German shepherd or your, you know, whatever it is, well, that's up to God. Um I personally think that when we're in heaven, we're going to be so overwhelmed by the presence mm. of the Lamb. Um, you know, we know that the four and twenty elders fall down before Him and worship and holy, 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 and they stand and they gaze upon Him again and they hit their knees and holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. I mean, you know, it, it's the that fullness of joy is the fullness of His presence. Now. Um, we, I don't, I don't, I don't think we have an answer to, are all of my animals going to be there? What about my 69 Mustang with the 302 boss three speed? You know, that's, that's not an animal, but it's close. You, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I yeah. don't know. It's not are, alive, are all those so. things going to be there? Am I going to have a, uh, a really cool motorcycle and 44 acres to just go riding? I hope so. That'd be fun. But I really think I'm going to be a little busy worshiping the Lamb well, and, and serving Well, him. and there's a conversation here that probably we don't have time to flesh out, but there's a difference between the millennial kingdom yep. and the mm-hmm. new heaven and the new earth. Yep. And, you know, and I know that bends some people out of shape, but there is something that I think also ties into this. I honestly, it seems to me, and again, I'm saying it seems to me, so feel free to send the, the mean email to... Pastors live at the rev.fm. Uh, it seems to me some people are more concerned about their animals being with them in heaven than their spouses. Um, and that greatly disturbs me. 
uh, when we are we become have become so emotionally connected to our pets and things like that that we forget that people are vastly, vastly uh, more precious uh, than our pets. And so I, I just would say, hey, you know, when you're talking about, hey, will my pets be with me uh, in heaven and things like that? Hey, are you are you sharing the gospel with people? Are you sharing the gospel? Uh, are you sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with people that are around you so they can get to go to heaven? Your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, your grandparents, are you sharing the gospel with people so they might know the goodness of Jesus? So I just want to encourage you in that because I, I think the conversation can get, we get so spun up about, will, you know, will Fluffy be with me in heaven? Um, and again, you know, goes back to, there's three surprises when you get to heaven. Uh, number one, uh, you're there. Uh, number two, uh, who is there? And number three, who is not there? And so be about the business of the gospel. Let people know Jesus Christ died on the cross for them. And if they believe on him by faith, they can have eternal life. All their sins will be forgiven and they can know the hope of heaven. And we can deal with the fluffy stuff after we get there, you know, so it'd be all good. Hey, listen, you're loved, your family. We're out of time for today, but we'll talk to you on Monday. You've reached the end of another episode of Pastors Live, a Rev FM production podcast. Thank you for listening. Submit your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review from your favorite podcast listening platform. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon so you don't miss the next episode drop.